0: Here on Energy Groove Radio, we're live around the world from energy-groove.com on TuneIn and iHeartRadio. Now, three times Queensland Music Award winner and singer-songwriter LT has shared her new single called Hold Ya. She joins me on the line now. She's all the way up in Cairns. Uh, How are you, LT?
1: I'm really good. Thank you.
0: Now, tell me about this new single. Congratulations on it. It's absolutely beautiful. Uh, How did this one come to be?
1: Uh, it was just one of those songs that kind of wrote itself, which was really nice. Uh, you don't always get those ones. So it kind of just, as I started writing, it it happened and it was written and I didn't have to keep revisiting it. Um, but it was written during the very beginning of the pandemic where we all started getting forced into lockdown across the globe. And I think I just became really aware of how much pressure um that put on relationships, whether they be romantic or otherwise, um, your work relationships, your housemates, your family, whoever you're kind of bunkered up with, um, it, it, you know, it reveals a lot about your your patience levels <laughs> <laughs> and that that being said, my own patience levels and, and how you responded to things. And so I think that that song, um, you know, was kind of written about that and just noting um that you know despite the fact that a relationship might be going through a little bit of strain, um, if the love is still there then then you stick it out and so yeah, that's the, the story behind Holger.
0: What did you discover about yourself and the relationships with those around you during that awkward time where we were all adjusting to this new life that we were living?
1: Um, I found myself, I I guess more so than anything was um, adjusting to being forced to slow down and I think that that probably puts some strain on my own relationship because I'm I'm one of those people that's a bit of a workaholic and I'm always busying myself, which isn't necessarily a great thing. And I was about to get really busy uh, with the release of my last album, Happiness Is, and was about to start touring Uh, across Australia and also in the UK, and then COVID happened. So it was just that kind of adjusting to, I guess, the disappointment of the loss of opportunity, but also forcing myself to do other things. And I did do other things. I, I didn't do music stuff at all, and it was really nice. So I kind of had this big shift from feeling quite uneasy and quite helpless and useless to feeling quite content just doing really mundane stuff around the house and in the garden and yeah, it, it kind of came full circle for me. it was it, it was um, it had its pros and cons.
0: And how are you feeling now in hindsight looking back at uh, the release of happiness is and um, I guess the challenges that you you perhaps overcame?
1: I think I'm feeling pretty good, pretty, pretty positive, and, and hopeful that these sorts of things will will resume at some stage. Um, you know, there, there has been quite a lot of feeling of of loss because the industry as a whole is struggling. So I don't know who can say whether the industry will actually survive or not, because everybody in the music industry can't go back to work. So. Um, yeah, it's, it's a little bit of a, a mixture of feelings, I guess. I mean, I will always write, nothing will stop me from writing, but, um, w- with that comes being able to afford to record and the way that you do that is by touring. So mm. it's, yeah, it's a a tricky one, that question. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, look, um, it's one of those things that probably only time will tell at this stage.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, I think so.
0: But congratulations on Hold You. It's already garnered some impressive accolades, such as placing uh, as a semi-finalist in the International Songwriting Comp and uh, as a finalist in the Q Music Awards. Um, how does that feel to, you know, have a, a track that essentially was born out of quite a turbulent time uh, gaining so much traction for you?
1: Oh, it was a great feeling. It was a really nice, positive thing to happen amongst all of it, and I didn't expect it to have the response that it did so it was a really nice surprise when people kind of latched onto it and I had that recognition which had kind of tallied up even before it had it had officially released so it kind of filled me with excitement and just feeling like oh wow you know I've I've done something that people really connect with and which is what music's about at the end of the day so yeah it's it was great it's nice to know all that hard work pays off. Hmm.
0: And will this be forming a larger body of work coming from you even though you literally dropped an album not too long ago?
1: Yeah (laughs) yeah it, it will um I do have more music coming out later this year and the plan is is to keep recording and at some point some of these releases will be a part of a body of work. So mm. that is the plan but I don't have a, a specific timeline on it at the moment.
0: Um, and I've noticed that you've had, a, a I guess, a little rebrand um, in between uh, now and your last yeah. album. So you're now known as LT um, as opposed to Leanne Tennant. So tell me about that change.
1: Uh, well, throughout my life, Leanne Tennant is always misspelt and I'm not just talking about in the music world, but throughout my life, letters mailed to my house, I've had all sorts of things and I've had turn at, pennant, uh, just the list goes on and, and I've just, it's become such autopilot for me whenever I'm on the phone, or when I'm saying my last name is to spell it T for Tom, E double N for Nelly. <laughs> and it just, you know, it gets annoying. But over the last few years, since getting back into music, everyone that I work with calls me LT. And it's just something that I didn't um, ask for, but someone just started saying it. And now everyone does. So I respond to that and have been for years. Um, So it just kind of made sense to simplify things and I felt like it was time for a little bit of a change. Um, I haven't necessarily hugely rebranded my sound since the last album, but um, it's just a a more streamlined way to get my name across.
0: Absolutely. Now, I'm curious about your... I guess, start in music uh, because you, you were born in the UK from what I understand and you were also raised in Papua New Guinea. So um, tell me about, I guess, uh, your journey into music. How did that start?
1: Uh, I think I've always, always loved music. I mean, it's, I, it's a memory that's just always been around. I remember singing songs with my friend and pretending that we were going to be famous rock stars and then going to school and you could dress up as who you wanted to be and I dressed up as a you know a rock singer and it just kind of was always a part of me Um, but it wasn't until I started in primary school that I started playing the flute and then that my dad listened to lots of classical music so I grew up listening to a lot of that and playing the flute. And then it just kind of progressed from there. The flute wasn't my instrument. I didn't love it. So I tried percussion in high school and then I later discovered the guitar. And I think it was when I discovered the guitar, which we were all forced to learn in the classroom. You know, everyone got an old bashed up guitar to play wild thing on. I'm jealous and... you,
0: you got to do that in <laughs> primary school. Ours was the recorder.
1: <laughs> oh no! The guitar was high school. Oh. Did you did you have something in high school?
0: No. Well, music was basically like an optional subject in my high school. It wasn't. It wasn't something that we had to do. Oh. So So I kind of just looked. Oh, there
1: you go. I looked
0: on from a distance with admiration at the ones who had the talent.
1: <laughs> well, there you go. That mu- yeah, because I think it was. I think it was compulsory for the first three years, and then after that, you could choose it. And there are, ah, yeah, well, there you go. I, I didn't like the guitar. Everyone got, got given one. It was, it, they remained at the school, but like just an old beaten up nylon string acoustic. And I didn't love it at first, but something clicked. I think I realised that I was able to play the songs on the radio that I really liked listening to. And it was the first time with any instrument that I'd use that I was able to play something that I enjoyed mm. and then I just started writing music from there. So it was a huge kind of shift. Yeah. And,
0: and was this, uh, so tell me about the, the I guess, the, the travel thing from the UK to Papua New Guinea. How did that all occur?
1: So my dad was – I was only about two or three at the time and my dad saw a job offer in PNG for IT. Mm-hmm. He's worked in IT his whole life. He's a, the, the stereotypical IT crowd. And <laughs> they just – mum and my dad just decided let's do it and let's give it a go. So we flew to Port Moresby and what was supposed to be a year turned into seven years. Wow. So I went into schooling there. And I think it was about grade four when we decided to leave the country and the choice was to go back to England, but mum and dad really wanted to, to try and live in Australia. So we moved here and then we had to wait kind of a couple of years and apply for citizenship and eventually got it, which was great. And then we were allowed to stay in the country. So yeah, I I think my life would have been very different, um, You know, had I remained in any of those other places and I I feel a strong connection and yearning to be back in those places as well. So it's it's really bizarre to be able to, in my heart, call three places my home.
0: Mm. Yeah, it must be... um... Incredible, because these places are all vastly different from what I imagine. Unfortunately, I've never been to the UK or PNG, um, so I can't really comment. But I'm assuming that, um, yeah, as you said, you'd probably be a very different person if you stayed in either one of those.
1: Yeah, and they are vastly different. But I think that the reason, when when we moved to Australia and we lived in Brisbane, I finished my schooling there, and when I left Brisbane, 18 years ago to come up to Cairns, my dad said to me, you've always been trying to get back to Papua New Guinea because Cairns is very similar. So I think there's parts of Australia that, you know, that deeply tropical, um, humid, kind of wild and rugged does remind me of Cairns. And there's a lot of PNG locals here as well, so you can often hear people speaking pigeon. And, yeah, it's it's really lovely, but very different to the UK. I imagine. Opposite <laughs> end of the scale. <laughs>
0: yes, I imagine um, the UK and PNG probably seem worlds apart. <laughs> Tell me about what is coming up for you this year um, on the back of Holdya.
1: I do have another single which will be released later this year. I don't haven't decided on a date yet, mm-hmm. um, but it is ready to go. So pretty excited to get that one out there and then hopefully – um, over the the course of the next year, be able to earn some money to record some more songs and put them out over the next kind of twelve months. So, yeah, fingers crossed. We'll just have to wait and see.
0: Um, yeah, and I've got to say, uh, the music video for "Hold You" as well um, is something special. Uh, where did you film that? Because it looks like you're at um, uh, a roller skate rink uh, somewhere.
1: Yes, uh, that's in Cairns, and I needed to record a a music video fairly quickly and uh, a lady that I work with, Chelsea Johnston, she is a wonderful friend but she's also just started uh, trying to film videos and so we hooked up on this and she had the great idea of going to the Cairns roller skating rink and it's just really like 1980s deco inside (laughs) and still very untouched from that time. And it was a really lovely vibe of just everyone. I put a call out on Facebook and said, who's interested in being a part of this music video? Come and have a skate. And the vibe was so lovely. I I remember walking around on the night and listening to people have separate conversations and they were all rehashing these memories that they had of when they were kids and used to go roller skating. And there were just some beautiful stories and Lots of people laughing and lots of people falling over and getting back up. And it was just a oh, really, really lovely video. And everyone had it such a great time. So, and Chelsea just kind of went above and beyond. So, when it got picked up by Rolling Stone as it got released, it was a really, really great moment because Chelsea had put in so much work and everyone had contributed so much of their time. And to get a result like that was pretty special.
0: I love it, and roller skating rinks, You're right. Um, it's not just I, I think the one in Cairns that's uh, kind of trapped in the 80s. I think that's all roller skating rinks <laughs> that yeah, I've
1: experienced. I think, I think it is, and it's so great. It's I, I hope that that never changes.
0: The one in Tassie where I grew up is exactly the same <laughs> how it was. <laughs> um, but it's nice Even, that it's nice that you have positive memories it, of yours.
1: <laughs> it, yeah, well, I just remember that's what we did, you know, like every party was at a skating rink and then you'd go skating on Friday nights and there'd be, yeah, I just re- remember it being such a big part of my childhood mm. and, you know, going even going into the the canteen at, at this one, all the the lollies and the candy and stuff is very similar still to <laughs> what was available <laughs> when I was a kid, you know. Some of the names have changed. Um, of some things, but you know, the general idea of just, you know, lots and lots of crap, which is great. (laughs) That's what you want when you're a kid is to go roller skating and eat all the stuff you're not supposed to.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's right. And probably some of the candy is still the same candy.
1: (laughs) Yes. Yeah, yeah, it could be.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, LT, um, hopefully we'll see you here in Sydney at some point performing uh, some tracks from your album as well as these new singles that you have coming out. So fingers crossed that uh, everything calms down in the world
1: yes I hope so I did have some shows scheduled down there but they got cancelled a couple of times so I think that I do feel that that is something that is going to start happening over the next six months so I'd love to get back down to Sydney I love playing down there so yeah fingers crossed
0: well thank you very much for your time I really appreciate it, and congratulations on Holdia again
1: thank you so much thanks for having me